Go Church family. This is Roy, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Matt Hadabaugh. Hey, everybody. So this is our week one podcast of our series, Love Like Jesus. Yep. I'm so excited about this topic. I'm so excited about getting into the details that we mentioned in the intro and that we talked about in the Big Sunday. Yeah. So this is where we dig a little bit deeper. And if you want to go even deeper, you come to our grow groups where we're going to discuss all these topics one by one. The, the great thing about grow groups is it's a place where we can have real uh, accountability with one another. And that's where discipleship happens. You know, it's one thing to uh, come to our big Sunday. I love our big Sundays. I, you know, thank God for them. I love our worship nights. And, you know, we do that the fourth Friday of, of the month. We get together as a believers meeting. Those are our corporate events. And I love them. But grow groups are so important because that's where growth happens. Because we get practical and we focus on application. James... Uh, chapter one says, we don't want to be hearers of the word only, but we need to be doers because doers are blessed. And I want Go Church Beirut to be blessed. Another thing about grow groups that I think is sometimes misunderstood is that when we get together, this is a place where we actually bring our stories about the message that we've learned and how we've used it practically in our lives. And we share testimonies between each other. And what you might not see is that when you're there and people are sharing their testimonies, you never know who you can touch with that testimony. Yeah, testimonies and questions. Uh, I mean, people, you know, you can you could be listening to us today and come up with a question. You bring it to uh, the Grow Group and you asking that question can spur a discussion that brings hope and and light on something that maybe someone else really is is needing. And so it's a way for us to grow together. We don't just want to say we want to love, grow, go. Grow groups really facilitate that. And I thank God for them. And I thank God for you because you uh, are an integral part of making grow groups a reality. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Um, so this week we're talking about Jesus loves the unlovable. Yeah. So what does it mean to be unlovable? You know, um, it's a good point because defining this really gives us a window into who Jesus is. And to when we say love like Jesus, if we want to live like Jesus, we need to love like Jesus. And to love like Jesus means that uh, love cannot just be the ooey-gooey feeling for people that we like, but there needs to be a commitment to do things for people that maybe society and the world um, would want to ignore. I mean, the term unlovable in our daily life has become a bit watered down. You know, maybe someone doesn't treat you right and you find that they're unlovable. But I think that when we're talking about Jesus loves the unlovable, we're talking about something from a different time, from a different culture. That people that were unlovable were people that were outcasts somehow. Yeah. Well, if we look at, let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 8, which is one of my favorite uh, passages, um, although I guess 
I might say that about several passages. But let's look at Matthew chapter 8, because I think in that time where there was like public social outcast, we'll actually find that it's not really removed from our present day at all. We, um, we might have different nouns for some of these things, mm-hmm. but the practice remains the same. Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 8. This uh, passage is, is really, um, like I said, it, it gives us a window into who Jesus is. Let's, uh, do you have that in front of you where we can, we can yes. just read Matthew chapter 8? Sure, I can do that. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. Let's, let's think about this for just a minute. What do you know about leprosy? I knew that it's a type of skin disease that was highly contagious mm-hmm. and that there was no cure for it. Right. And I think in, in those times they were cast out and were, were not allowed to live among the people, but were thrown together to die somewhere really far. Yeah. Correct me if I'm mistaken. No, I mean, I, that's, that's good. Um, I actually did a little research on leprosy and, okay, all disease is bad, but wow. That's really bad. <laughs> so it's like dying from the outside in. And so uh, skin disease, you might, you might think that that's like, you know, skin flaking or something like this. This is actually where it's necrosis. Uh, your, your skin actually begins to die. And as it dies, it decays. So it rots. It's rotting. You can that, guess. That would bring a stench or a yes. smell. So you'd be difficult to be around. So yeah, you have the smell. And then it's the contagion is two things. One, it's contagious like you might wind up with the disease. But the other thing is what's growing or what's the result of having this rotten flesh is unfortunately other diseases, other infectious uh, properties that can then get on other people. Oh, wow. So there's there's a legitimate need to separate someone that is suffering from leprosy from other from other people because it's not just leprosy but there's other things that that they can infect people with and so lepers you know you might uh you might have heard that term before used like uh metaphorically they're like a leper you know they're in other words they're shunned they're pushed away lepers were like you said they were pushed out from society uh, they were pushed out from communities. They lived among garbage. That's how they survived. Or, you know, they would maybe buy and sell things that they found, but they had to do that very carefully and very surreptitiously um, to try to avoid any kind of, uh, you know, penalty <laughs> from breaking the pretty necessary rule of being separate. And this is the guy that comes to Jesus. But notice, if Jesus is not standing by himself. He's with his disciples. 
And it says there is a large crowd, right? It says, when he came off the mountainside, large crowds followed him. And in this large crowd comes someone that shouldn't be there. Weren't they supposed to call out unclean when they're around other people? Yeah, under the law of Moses, they're supposed to not just be separate, but if they see other people, they're supposed to shout out unclean. Imagine what that does to your psychology. You're calling yourself unclean. Not only do you have to call yourself that, you're, you're separate from everyone. You're by yourself. And in a crowd where he's not supposed to be, a leper comes to Jesus. So let's find out what Jesus did. So this leper, I mean, hold this in your mind, this leper comes to Jesus in the crowd and with him is all of this stigma and all of this stink. (laughs) Yeah. So what does Jesus do? He said, the, the leper asked Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Okay, so you can pick up from there. This is verse three, I think. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. What? He touched the man. Think about that. That is, that's the like the one thing. That's the one rule. Don't, Don't touch, touch the, the leper. <laughs> <laughs> the leper comes and says, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus' response was to touch. Then he said, I am willing. Be clean. What me- happened? And immediately, immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. So Jesus broke all the rules right there. He was a rule breaker, wasn't he? I, the, the beautiful thing there is here's a, here's a person that is suffering from disease to the point where he's willing, the leper is willing, to put everything at risk to get to Jesus. Like, I've got nothing to lose what are they going to do? He goes and he says, I know you can if you will. It's He's interesting, willing, right? isn't he? It's very interesting because not only did he break all the rules, but he didn't answer by speaking. He answered by touching him. He did yeah. the action. So that's the first point we can say. If we're going to love like Jesus, it's going to be more than just words. And... It's going to be at a time and in, a, in a, a setting that's probably not convenient. It's just every day, you know, we, we go about our lives and we read these things in the Bible. But when you look deeper into what Jesus really did, and if we're going to be more like him, we really got to put on that new man, you know, got to put on Jesus in us to be able to love like him, be able to act like him, order to be love ourselves just like he was. Yeah. So maybe, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have people, thank God, we don't have people suffering uh, from, from lepers, leprosy. leprosy here in Beirut uh, in <laughs> big numbers. But do we have people in our life that like have made decisions 
that have uh, made um, choices in their life that have brought death into their life and are carrying around stigma and stink. And maybe it's easier to just say, let's put them outside. Let's, let's put them away because it stinks to be around them. Jesus loved the unlovable. And really the picture here, the beautiful thing is beyond the fact that Jesus is the healer. And he answered the question, is it God's will to heal right there? Yes. But beyond the, the healing subject, you, you really have to recognize the leper. That's, that's me. Right? That, that, that's just amazing what you just said. Because, you know, I don't belong. But he, he chooses us because he loves us. He loves us so deeply. And as you said, we are the lepers. Yeah. And he reached out his hand while we were, as people would categorize it as unclean yeah. spiritually. And we were dead inside and we were rotting inside. And yet he put his hand on us and he gave us a new life. And he loved us unconditionally. I keep saying that unconditionally because Jesus loves you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you think, no matter how much you think that you're not good enough, he's already made his mind about you. Yeah. And he loves you unconditionally. And there's always, always room for the love of Jesus. There's always room. That's how he loves us, without condition. And that's amazing, right? And, and he doesn't leave us in that state. He brings us into that cleansed state. That's, that's really the beautiful thing about the new creation, the new covenant. And then he said, this, this is how we're to love others. And going back to you know, the fact that you said that it's kind of a symbolic thing that we are the lepers. Well, Jesus became the leper. Oh, man. Jesus became the outcast. He took that stench upon himself so that we could be clean, so that yeah. we could be righteous in you. And as you said, cleansed. Yeah, because we're not that anymore. And, and, and he's made us like him and because of his great love. These, these thoughts are coming, and I just want to say this. And put it in a practical manner that... He, not, he, he didn't just do this for one person, but if you were to put someone in front of a leper and tell him, you take this leprosy upon yourself for mm -hmm. this one person, that would be nearly impossible for anyone to do. Yet he did that for all of humanity, even before we knew him. Yeah. That's, a, let, let's, that's too important to just say and not see. So let's look at that in Romans, um, Romans chapter five. Romans chapter five verses, um, well, let's say verse six, we can start in verse six. It says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7, 
This is exactly what you just said. For scarcely for a righteous person will one die, yet maybe for a good man some might even dare to die. Verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you have that in a different translation you can read? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So starting from verse Mm 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. That's that's the leper, right? Yes. Utterly helpless. Completely helpless. Right. And and the the thing that you you can see there in in Matthew chapter 8, the leper came to Jesus because Jesus was coming that way. Jesus made the first move. I've never seen that. That's just amazing. He did make the first move. So Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Wow. So God, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever might believe on him would not perish but have everlasting in life. This verse here in Romans says that God showed us his love by giving Jesus. It's just amazing. It is. Jesus loved the unlovable. Who's the unlovable? Me. So how then, how then could I possibly say, well, I can't love that person. I can't get over this hurt. I can't forgive this thing. But that that was done for you, though. Because, exactly. If there was one person that could have said it, it's Jesus. Nope. Roy has done too much. Matt has done too much. No. He loved before we could deserve it, before we could earn it. He shows us how much he loves us in that while we were, while we were sinners. And and how do you explain this to him when you stand before him? (laughs) You know, why didn't you forgive this certain person? Why didn't you love this certain person? Well, he was, you know, he was this and he was that and he did this to me, but, but I did this for you. I've said that before, but I'll say it again. And I think in the Bible, there's this recurring theme that Jesus always tells these stories. And in one of the stories where he talks about, you know, he talks about a master that forgives the debts of his servant. Yeah. And he forgives all his debts. But then the servant goes to another fellow servant and doesn't forgive his debts and he puts him in jail. And then the master comes and asks him, but I forgave your debts. Why can't you forgive his? And that's the question. Practically speaking, to love the unlovable and to step in front of the people that are in front of us in our daily lives, our families, our friends, even people we don't know that we meet, we got to be more like Jesus. Yeah. Unforgiveness then really is 
unexcusable because he did it for me. And if he did it for me, I can do it for others. Loving like Jesus is to love what the world would consider the unlovable. That's amazing. Look over at 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. I love this scripture. This, I think, kind of really uh, explains what Jesus did with the leper. You know, Jesus demonstrates it. Here, John is teaching. And I wonder if John, when he wrote this, pictured that leper. I think he did. So let's read it. It says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. (laughs) There goes that action again. Actions in truth, right? So that's a little different than just plain action, because it's uh, let us not love in action when someone has taken taken our picture. Hey, make sure you get get a shot of this so I can post it on Instagram, right? Which is something that happens, yeah. But no, let's love in action, in truth. Like it's flowing out of me because Jesus did this for me. I'm going to do this. I'm not doing this so someone can see me. I'm doing this because he did this for me. Being... It's more, you know, every day we just want to be, we keep saying this, but we just want to be more like him. So, but I want to ask a question. Uh, what do we say? How do we then address the, the thought that comes when, you know, people hear this and they say, but I can't do that? Well, I can say this is because you're trying to love them with your own strength. I think that you're trying to love them by your own power. That you're not loving them from a point, you're not love you to be in union with Jesus is to love like Jesus. It's to love because he loved me. I can love other people the way he loves us. It's not loving from a fleshly point of view, but loving from a understanding that we are in union with him, that we can take his love because he lives inside of us. And see that person through the eyes of Jesus, the way Jesus saw these people, the way Jesus jumped over and touched that leper. He saw him from a love's point of view. And we want to do the same, not in our own strength. Yeah, that's really good. Well, we're going to dig more into this, of course, in our grow groups and get into like the practical aspects. Um, But a challenge, um, a challenge I would, I would just ask us to, to look at is let's, Let's look for that unlovable person. They're not that hard to find. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll, <laughs> add, I'll add that too. I remember once when I was like, you know, getting deeper into the concept of love, love like Jesus. And I remember I was like, Lord, I want to love like you. I want to, you know, just really love like you. And the next day, you know, the person that God put in front of me, I was like, not him, not him, Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone else. But like, I want to love like you. But that's the thing. Yeah. Loving the unlovable. To love the unlovable is really to find that person that, uh, okay, 
anybody but them. Come on. <laughs> but the example here, the example here is Jesus. He didn't just heal the leper, which I guess we would all assume he could have just done by speaking, right? We have scriptural examples of that where he quieted a storm with his words. He drove out demons with his words. He healed a servant's, uh, uh, the serv- uh, centurion servant's uh, son. Was son, thank you, um, with his word. So maybe the word, the word method would have worked really well here because it's not like he had hand sanitizer. He's trying to show us something. <laughs> but he demonstrates in action and and i believe touched more than just the physical the physical need of that leper but he he touched the whole man that had been outside and shunned he did something that's what it means to love like jesus and if we want to live like jesus we need to love like jesus love like jesus means to love the unlovable so my challenge Let's look for that unlovable person and look for an opportunity to be Jesus to them. What do I mean? Well, what did Jesus do for us when we didn't deserve it? He did the most amazing demonstration of love. That's, that's, that's amazing. And this, this subject is just so exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to talking more about it. Unfortunately, for this time, we've run out of time, but um, we just want you to know before we go today that we love you. If no one told you today, we love you with all our hearts. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.